Hey, welcome back everyone to our show, Market Bites, where I have the opportunity of interviewing my great friend, Christian from Brinley. She's part of the Techstars cohort with us and I would love to have Christian give a warm welcome. Thanks so much for having me. I'm really delighted to be on your podcast. Absolutely. I know we're in this conversation. We're going to have a lot of fun, most importantly, and um, inform the audience of a lot of different things uh, Christian is doing in the healthcare space and the innovation that she's bringing into healthcare as well. So uh, without further ado, uh, Christian, could you introduce yourself? Yeah, so um, I'm Christian Carbone, the founder of Brilliantly, and we make, and I'm holding this up for the people who see the video, I know not everybody gets to see it, but it is a small wearable. It's a, a controlled hardware device that slips into a bra, and it was originally designed for women in the breast cancer community. Um, when you have a mastectomy, which is the removal of your breast tissue, and if you have implant reconstruction specifically, because there's lots of different ways that they can do cosmetic reconstruction so right. people feel like better about how they look after that procedure. But if you use implants for it, um, they actually feel cold. Right. So if you can imagine walking around with like a water bottle. Yeah, like, <laughs> that would be terrible. Yeah, just, it's, it's doing what any material wants to do, which is like trying to equalize between what it's up against, which right. is the, the air and your body. So it's pulling heat from your core all the Got time. It. And we designed this product to help people in that community feel more comfortable and warm. So you put brilliantly warm in your bra when you're getting dressed. And then when you get wherever you're going, whether that's like the grocery store in the frozen food aisle right. or a board meeting or going for a walk with your dog, you use your app to turn on brilliantly warm and it is a safe kind of subtle warmer. It's not hot in the way that like an electric blanket gets hot right, right, or like some of the heated vests get really hot. This is meant to be something that you aren't like, oh my God, I'm so warm or right. sweating. Something you can control. Totally. Right. You just like feel really at ease. That's amazing. I know a lot of people definitely benefit from that. So I guess a question for me to open it up is like, how common is, you know, is it for women to experience something like this post, you know? Um, totally. Um, so it's interesting. There's very, there's a ton of missing data. So I'm one of the companies here in our cohort that struggles with this issue. Um, so sizing our market is difficult. If you can imagine that this issue doesn't change the treatment plan, the risk of recurrence or the cosmetic outcome, right. there is no one who profits from understanding this problem. Maybe. Right. Maybe <laughs> For sure. But, it, you know, there, the I've talked to hundreds and hundreds of women, and every single one of them can put their hands on their body and say, yes, they are cold. Right. About 75% of those women are bothered by that coldness. The 25% that isn't, sometimes that's your BMI. Sometimes that's your metabolism. Higher BMI, higher metabolism. You tend to run warmer. There's also a significant portion of women in the breast cancer community, especially those who've been through treatment, who are put into menopause. And one of the annoying but temporary issues with menopause is hot flashes. And so having something cold on your chest yeah. actually helps like stifle that feeling. So uh, it's about 75% of women who are getting implant reconstruction. Um, which is significant in our, just in the U.S. alone, one in eight women get diagnosed with breast cancer. And because we're getting better at curing it right. or putting it into remission, uh, there's around 5 million survivors just in the U.S. So our opportunity to help people feel better is pretty big. That is fantastic. I cannot wait myself. So with that being said, like what, 
what causes some of the temperature imbalance post, you know, mastectomy? Yeah, it's interesting. So, like, I've talked to people who've had joint replacements, and if you can imagine having like a knee that's titanium, I do. Do you? Yeah, I do. Okay. Yeah, my so hip. When, yeah. When, it, when it's cold, does yeah, your hip feel it does, cold? It does. It yeah. does. A little shock. Yeah, you're yeah. having something in your body that doesn't have any blood flow. Mm. So having something that isn't made of tissue, where there's no vascular tissue or really much fat insulating it, right? When when the temperature around you changes, you feel like this weird achy cold feeling. Absolutely. Yeah. So I think it is. I find, and from the interviews that I've done with women, that it is more acute when you're like in water. Right? <laughs> yeah. So you know when you put a little kid in a swimming pool, and if the water's too cold, like their lips turn blue and oh, they kind yeah. of shake and right. chatter. I've seen that, yeah. Um, that's what it feels like. Like if I go in the ocean, not in Florida, yeah. in, in Rhode Island, <laughs> right. where I'm from, I get so cold that I actually sometimes shake. So there, there used to be a picture of me in my pitch deck where I'm sitting at the beach and I'm in a sweat, like sweatpants, a sweatshirt wrapped in a towel with a hat on. And everyone else is just in a bathing suit. Cause once I get out, like I can't get warm again. So I think it really depends on like where you live, who you are, what your life is like as to how much it impacts and how often it happens. But it, it is an annoying and constant problem. I can totally relate. You know, just uh, when I was a kid, I had a surgery myself, mm-hmm. you know, the screw in my hip here. And um, when it gets cold, especially here in Texas, yeah. oh my God, and I'm a Florida guy, so <laughs> we do not like cold. Right. Um, there's definitely a misbalance in terms of how we feel temperature. And I guess because of the, uh, the, I was going to say conductivity, if yeah. that makes sense, right? It brings that coldness a lot more And faster. it keeps it, totally. Yeah. And if you, like, if you lived in Chicago and you walked to work every day, yeah. it would be something that was really annoying. Yeah. You might be like, how do I keep something warm on my hip? You know, like maybe you would put glove warmers in your boxers or whatever. You know, like it, if you are doing something all the time that causes that to happen, you're going to try to figure out a solution for it. And one of the other interesting things about the way that they do implant reconstruction, very typically, especially 10 years ago when I had it, they have new ways of doing it now. Right. They actually cut your pectoral muscle. So they create a pocket in your pec for the implant to go. So it has some structure holding it up. For sure. So then when it gets cold, your muscles freeze. So one of the w- women who I spoke to really early on said that she had her mastectomy and reconstruction in the fall. And so it was like the following summer and she was out on Lake Michigan on her family's boat and she jumped off the boat into the water and her, and you know, once you're talking about your pectoral muscles, it connects to your shoulders, it connects to your arms. She jumped in and couldn't swim. She like, someone had to go in and get her. And so it, it is, it's like an annoying thing, but it also can be a really dangerous and uncomfortable thing. Right. Just because that, flow is not there anymore totally. you know, and it kind of messes up and especially in the cold right there's absolutely like no you're you're condensed at that point right, right. so um with that being said like something you know <laughs> i kind of experienced this too right so yeah. like for me your product is wonderful thanks <laughs> you know uh but like um is there any like sort of alternative holistic techniques that some people can use in order to warm themselves up well right of course (laughs) there's like lots of things that you can do you can put on an extra layer you can like there's if you're talking about warming there's like very non-technical things like i used to sit at my desk with a hot water bottle under my sweater so and i just happen to work in a very casual 
office environment where no one cared if I did that. But depending on what your job is, some of the holistic things, like you could sit with a thing plugged into the wall and right. over you, um, there aren't really any sort of discreet and safe options. Mm, the things right. that are discreet are not safe. Like those sure. love warmers, if you, yeah. they get really hot. So yeah. you have them against your chest or directly against your skin. That's not really what they're designed for. And the other things, you just kind of look silly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> People send me like competitive uh, products all the time. And one of them is this like, it's a gigantic like blanket wearable cape thing that heats up. And I'm like, well, yeah, that is, I guess, technically a competitor, but you can't wear that to like someone's wedding. For sure. Yeah, absolutely not. Yeah. yeah. Then you look really ridiculous at that point. <laughs> yeah. But I think like in terms of you can reestablish... Um, like general blood flow by moving around, taking a hot shower. I do a lot of jumping right, jacks. Right. That doesn't necessarily mean that you're warming the material in your implant, but you're like helping with your overall circulation, which helps Got it. take the edge Got off. It. So there's still that, without your device, there's still a manual process of, you know, getting things to be warmed up, having it on you. It can be ridiculously looking sometimes for sure. And I guess what I really like about your innovation is, you know, depending on where you're at in the world, different temperature, different environmental effects, you can control that. So yeah. there is an ease without you having to, oh man, it's too hot. Let me put it in the ice for a second. Right. right. So um, that's fantastic. And I really love how you kind of made sure everything was dynamic for people, <laughs> depending on where they're at, but they're also having the sensation of not being cold. Right. You know, and um, that's, that's really cool. Comfort yeah. and control. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> CC. Boom. Right. There we go. Uh-huh. Welcome to Brilliantly. <laughs> you know, awesome. So I guess uh, from, from my next question is, you know, us being part of the board and stuff like that. And I would love to hear your ideas in terms of like the space, how, you know, some of the listeners can potentially use your product to, you know, better warm themselves. Totally. Plants here. Um, what, what were your thoughts in terms of like, your major goals for, for these audience. Yeah. So the interesting thing, when we launched the first version of our product, we learned that 25% of our customers were from outside of the breast cancer community. Really? So we had women who were cold in their office, who wanted to wear it skiing, right. whose kids played ice hockey. Like warming at your core is a really effective way to increase your circulation because once you're warm here, like that's why we put on a puffy vest, right? Oh, like if you warm up yeah. the middle of your body, it allows greater blood flow. So that means your hands and feet and nose and ears and things that like are the first things to feel cold will actually get warmer just from warming your core. So we had people who were using it for very situational reasons, like hobbies (laughs) or people who had other health conditions that cause chronic coldness. We had some people who have circulation issues, people with thyroid disease. And then we had breastfeeding moms, which I hadn't thought about. Um, I know you don't know too much about this. Yeah, but, um, <laughs> for sure. My kids are 13 and 15, so it had been a long time since I nursed them. But the almost every problem that you can have when you're a lactating mom, the answer is heat. So Got if it. you have a clogged milk duct, right. the answer is like warming and massage. If you have pain, warming is really soothing. There's all of these things and the answer sure. is warming. And yeah. if you are not home when you're having those issues, like if you're back at work pumping, which is what our first breastfeeding customers were women who were back at work, who were pumping. And they were like, I go from meeting to meeting to meeting and I get 20 minutes between those meetings where I go in a coat closet and I pump and it's really hard to like relax. And so I put on the warmers before like in a meeting before I go to pump and it helps me actually get more milk because it helps with flow. So it was awesome to learn that we were helping that community. Um, 
And then the other really interesting thing that is an exciting future possibility is that we learned that half of our customers were using it for menstrual cramps. Wow. So because it's so thin and it's controlled by an app, like I could have that in my jeans right now and nobody would notice. For sure. (laughs) Many of the other products that are specifically designed for menstrual pain are like pretty thick. Um, and they're, the controls are on the actual oh, object. Got it. So like yeah. if you're in a meeting at work, one, you kind of can't wear it. Yeah. And two, if you are like if in a group of people that doesn't care, you still have to stick your hand in your pants to turn yeah, it on or off right. or change in settings. So this was like a more discreet, easier to use solution for that too. So we have plans to partner with an academic institution next academic year to work on adapting the form factor for period pain. So like it would go on an abdomen or lower back. So there's some really huge future markets for Brilliantly, but I still think the core mission is with the breast cancer community. We want to have a give back program. We want to figure out some really cool and exciting ways to help support that community. Absolutely. While we're also available to like anyone who's struggling with feeling cold. And then eventually we will have options that are for men too, because you know, maybe you need one for your hip. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> no, I get cold all the time. So yeah. <laughs> no, this will be fantastic, actually. Uh, and I absolutely love what you're working on. This is really cool to, you know, part of Techstars get first, right? So yes. <laughs> that's amazing. And I do have to say, uh, Christian, that, you know, um, I really like your idea in terms of helping out people in the healthcare, you know, environment, just because like there's so much things that can happen in today's time where a misbalance can happen in a moment, right? And having something to control that, right? Um, for example, my brother has, you know, hypothermia sometimes, right? right? And being able to control those temperature differentiation is very vital because yeah. at one moment you can freeze and then, you know, a whole bunch of things can transpire after that, right? Oh, totally. And uh, if you're able to control that temperature flow based on those shocks per se, mm-hmm. then that's very vital for people to one, stay alive, <laughs> but two, you know, keep them at a homeostasis level. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's interesting that you bring up hypothermia, which sets in when your core temperature is only a couple of degrees lower than what's optimal. Right, right. We, I have taken the laser surface temperature of all of the breasts that I've had access to, (laughs) which is weirdly a lot. And I can say now with some authority that breasts of women who have had no um, augmentation or breast reconstruction are between 94, like 91 and 94 degrees. And if you're breastfeeding, actually they're warmer. They're like 95, 96 degrees, which makes sense because there's like more activity. For sure. Mine are never above 87. So when you think about hypothermia, if it, which is internal, right? if you're, I don't know, 97, 96, 94 degrees, you're going to be really suffering. Yeah. But that if you're walking around with something that's on your core, that's in the eighties, that is actually still yeah. inside your body, just not like slightly right, right. <laughs> that, like it really is cold yeah, we have some absolutely. thermographic photos that show women who are like blue who have implants like from here to here because it really is like yeah. a, a whole body so and then that, that kind of put an idea in my head like especially especially when people get you know like uh their muscle starts to sore and you know their body inflammation yeah the heat can obviously you know Help. make it soft you know yeah. this type of thing so it's a really, yeah. and if, you know, if you really dive in, like if I sit with my medical advisors, it's interesting to hear them just spitball about all of the different ways that warming is important in the medical world Absolutely. from like OR tables to the scrub nurses in the OR Absolutely. to like patients who are getting dialysis or other treatments, getting a 
cold bag of cold fluid put in your body yeah, makes you feel cold. really yeah, cold. Yeah. So there's lots of different reasons that having like a portable heater is smart and it can sort of go into the medical space without being a medical device because it really is just like a quality of life comfort thing. Yeah, absolutely. Because yeah. they'll give you like a blanket that they had in a warmer. But right, exactly. Stop yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Then yeah. you have to say, nurse, can I get another one? Yeah, just keep than, bringing yeah. them every 10 minutes. <laughs> right, exactly. So this is... This is so amazing. Oh my God. I can't nice. wait to try it myself. Yeah. You know, I don't need a blanket ever again. Yeah. Well, you still <laughs> you know? might want one for sleeping. Right. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. But, um, Christian, it was such an honor to have you on the podcast. I know we can go on for hours and hours and hours. Just give us a drink and then we'll yeah, be there right. forever. Right. Um, but it was such, it was such a great time to be with you on this podcast episode and, uh, can't wait to have you on future ones. Um, with that being said, I would like to thank the audience as well for listening to Christian's beautiful innovation in the healthcare arena and can't wait to have you soon. Thanks so much for having me. Take care guys.